my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. April is Child Abuse Awareness and Prevention Month, and those of you who know me best know that this topic is near and dear to my heart. For over 14 years, I have worked in a field where I have helped families and kids who have been impacted by child abuse, and so I've really gained a lot of knowledge and expertise in this area. And even though this is one of those topics that gets kind of hard to talk about, I feel like it's a conversation that needs to happen and something that we do need to talk about. So we're not going to go into a lot of specifics. There's not going to be a lot of details, but just a little bit of a trigger warning that if this is something that upsets you, you might want to skip this episode. What we're going to cover in this episode are the tips and tricks that I would give to you if your child told you that something happened to them. So that's kind of where we're going to go with this. But first of all, just know that each child is different. Every situation is different. Every parent is different. So even though I'm going to give you some general tips and ideas, it's not all inclusive. There's no possible way I could give you ideas on what to do and how to handle every single possible situation. And I'm also not going to give you legal advice. I'm going to tell you what I feel is best, but this isn't going to be in place of, you know, getting out there and talking to an attorney or to law enforcement or something like that. I'm also just going to share generalities. I'm not sharing anything that relates to individuals I've worked with. It's just textbook stuff. And then I also want you to know that this is not an episode about blame or shame or guilt. So if I'm sharing some tips and ideas with you and you've already dealt with something like this and you realize that you did none of the things that I'm recommending, that's okay. You did the best with what you had with the information that you had and that's okay. That's enough. So I'm also going to share with you some ideas on how to handle that though. So stick with me. So in order to have this conversation, we need to know a little bit about the dynamics of child abuse. People who offend on children are people who know, who have a relationship with the child or with the family or a community. They're people who are high on the no like, and trust scale. For the most part, we let our kids stay over at people's houses where we, you know, we trust the family. We know the family. We know they're good people. The thing to remember is that this happens to all walks of life, every so socioeconomic status, every race, every gender, every everything. So there's nothing that's exempt from this. So it's really important to know what to do in case your child tells you that something happened to them. So one thing I want you to consider is knowing now that this is probably, if something has happened to your child, it's someone that they have a relationship and care about, or they have a relationship with their, their child, or somehow they know these people, somehow this person has access to them. So that makes it a lot more difficult to tell because it has ramifications. Even knowing that 
our children don't have a fully developed brain, that they're young, that they don't understand all of the big picture of all of this, never underestimate what they do know and believe within their little minds. So that can really cause a barrier and a reason kind of for them not to tell you about what happened because they'll kind of put their own two and two together. You know, if something happened at a sleepover and they know that if they tell you, they'll never get to stay the night over there again. Yes, as parents, we're like, you bet you won't ever get to stay there again. But what if that's their best friend? That makes it really difficult. That creates a barrier for that kiddo to say that something happened because they know that that could really create a lot of chaos and turmoil within both their world and the world of their friend. So don't underestimate their knowledge of being able to put those things together, even though they don't have the ability to put everything into context. They are carrying some some weight on their shoulders relating to all of this. So something else to kind of have in the back of your mind is that a lot of times for kids, as they... It's like they're doing a dance. Do I tell? Do I not tell? And they kind of dance across this line. If you think about, you know, drawing a line in the sand and it seems as if they're kind of bouncing on one side of the line and the other. So they've got one, one foot on one side where they're going to tell and then the other foot on the other side where they're not going to tell. And they're kind of bouncing back and forth and doing this dance possibly for quite some time. And they try to decide if this is going to be a good thing, if they should tell someone, and then they jump back on the other side of the line and think maybe not. They might be right ready to tell you. And they, you know, last minute they decide, never mind, change their mind, don't tell you. Or they might start to tell you and just give you a little teeny snippet to see how you'll react. And they're kind of testing you to see if it's safe to tell you more. So if I just tell you about this little bit, how are they going to react? So our reactions really make a difference. And depending on your child, that can have a big impact in whether or not they tell you more or, or they stop there. Keep that in mind as we're talking about this. So the first thing I want you to do if your child comes up and tells you that something happened to them is pause And I'm saying that with all capital letters, I need you to pause because what happens is we hear something that's like, that's, that's a traumatic thing to hear, right? As a parent. And a lot of parents have had situations or abuse when they were a child. So it's also triggering. It also brings up a lot of things. And so our initial reaction is like internal chaos, everything flares up, but you've got to pause anyway. Take a deep breath, pause, and simply just say what happened and let them tell you in their words. We have a tendency to start rapid firing questions. And if you start to, you know, I would definitely recommend you practice this technique or these ideas. It's not a technique, but practice these ideas with other things that your kids come home to start and and tell you about, whether it's a test at school, a teacher at school, a friend, you know, anything that's potentially kind of why they had a bad day or a good day, but use that pause and start practicing that pause on the little things so that if they tell you something big, then you've already kind of gotten in the habit. It's a little bit more natural for you to pause. So the important thing about a pause is it allows you to take a breath without having any knee jerk reactions that you're going to have to try to overcome later. So with that pause, just take a breather, pause, what happened, two words, 
That's it. Let them tell you what happened. Don't start throwing questions out like, who did this? What did they do? And start throwing out ideas because your kids may or may not know all the situation, all the scenario. All they see is you freaking out right now. And that instantly puts puts them in like panic mode and where they were just like, I just needed your help. Now they're in a mode of, I've upset mom, I'm in trouble, dad, whatever. And it just creates a difficult dynamic and it's something that you may or may not be able to overcome. So the pause is extremely critical. Just take a breath. It doesn't have to be a long pause and just say what happened and then let them tell you. Don't insert questions, don't insert names, don't insert ideas, just let them speak. And when they're kind of finished speaking, and you're attentive at this, like clearly you're not still, you know, stirring the pot of soup or whatever, you've got your attention on them and you're listening to them and letting them know that you hear them. And then when they're kind of finished, they've kind of wrapped it up. Just simply say anything else you want me to know. Let them tell you if there's anything more and then thank them. Thank you so much for telling me. Now, the one thing you need to know is that you do not have to have all the answers. You don't know. You don't have to know exactly what to do. You don't have to say how to fix it. You don't need to jump on the somebody's going down for this. Your next thing and the next reaction that you have is also very critical and it needs to be calm. You need to provide a safety net for your kiddo to let them know that even though I just shared this big deal stuff, they're handling it okay. It was actually safe for me to tell them by saying, thank you for telling me. And then go ahead and say, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do about this right now. I'm going to have to think about it and I'm going to have to talk to some people, but I really appreciate you telling me you did the right thing. Now, I know in that moment that's difficult to do. You're going to have emotions going crazy, but do your best. Do it your version, but try to remember to take that pause, take a breath, and be able to come from a place of how you can support your child. This is not the time, even if it triggers you and it starts reminding you of things that happened to you as a child, this isn't the time for you to start sharing your experience with them. This is about your child. It's not about what you went through. This is about what they're going through. And it's also not about a result. This isn't where we start throwing out somebody's going to pay, somebody's going to go to jail, like whatever. This isn't about a result. That is something that is not within your control or anyone's. And if it's someone that this child has a relationship with or a friendship with or someone that they know and trust, that's not what they want. So by you throwing things out there, they're now immediately on a defensive. They're taking blame. They're feeling bad. That's also not what we want. That pause and taking a breath and handling it calm, cool, and collect is truly incredibly beneficial in this point in time. The next thing I'm going to recommend that you do before you start calling all of your friends and having conversations with everybody is to sit down and write everything that they just told you. You don't need to do it in front of them. You don't need to ask them for clarification. You're not trying to Now, did you say this or did you say that? I just want you to sit down, date and time, document what they said, everything that they told you, and then go ahead and pull out another piece of paper and just write all of the things that you feel. Write it all out, write everyone that you're pissed off at, all that screaming and yelling that you wanted to say, all of that stuff that you need to get out, let it out, but put it on the paper. 
That way you're in a quiet room, you're in a separate space, your kids aren't seeing you have this emotional reaction and you're in a place where you can let all of that out and not have to pretend to be strong or suppress it or anything like that. Just have your moment, step aside, go into the bathroom, go in your room, whatever you need to do, and just have your moment. The next thing I want you to do is call the authorities, whether it's your local law enforcement or your local child and family services office. Many states have a mandatory reporting law. Check the state and where you live and whether or not there's a mandatory child abuse reporting law, because that's really important for you to know. In my state, there is. So any adult is a mandatory reporter to report child abuse to either law enforcement or the Division of Child and Family Services. So you're going to want to know the laws in your area, but definitely don't leave this to be one of those things that you just handle as a family because historically that hasn't worked. It's a really difficult dynamic. It can create all kinds of chaos and stuff within the family. And at this point, there are so many resources out there to help support you and your child that by keeping it there, you're missing out on all of the things that can help you guys become, you know, get past this in a healthier way. So utilize those resources and report it. Now, something else I want you to consider is what do you do if someone else tells you that something's happened to your child? Because I know as parents, we have great relationships with our kids and we kind of have this idea in our mind that we are the ones who create our kids. Don't put it there. We do this to ourselves where we think that our kids can and will tell us everything. And that's just unrealistic. Even if you and your child have the best possible relationship, they share everything that you can think of with them. There are always things that they just don't share and that's okay. They get to have their own privacy. They get to have their own emotional stuff going on that they don't have to tell you absolutely everything. That's actually healthy. If you think about growing up and even if you had a really healthy relationship with your family, chances are there were still things that you kept to yourself and that's okay. So if they tell someone else and then in turn, they turn around and let you know, maybe they tell a parent of one of their friends or they tell a friend and the friend tells their parent and the parent calls you, whatever, however that looks, just recognize that that's okay. That's not a result of you as a parent. That doesn't mean that you don't have a good relationship. It means they chose to tell someone else and that's okay. They were crossing that line in that dance. Remember they're one foot over this line and kind of doing that little dance as to whether or not they're going to tell. And they happened to just cross that line in the opportune moment. And they told someone else, thank that person for being willing and having the relationship with your child that they could trust them. And then they would let you know, and just recognize that maybe there are some things about your child that you have yet to learn. Maybe there are some things that they didn't tell you and that's okay. So in that situation, if you kind of hear from someone else and now you're faced with how do I present this to my child? Because now I know and what do I do? So that's when you can just go into your child and say, Hey, I just got a phone call from so-and-so's mom. And she let me know that you had some things that you needed to tell your friend and just see kind of what happens. If your child like kind of closes up and gives you the death stare and they're like, oh no, just say, I want you to know it's okay. I'm glad you told. 
and then just say what happened. Again, you're just reinforcing that they're okay with you. They're not in trouble for not telling you. You don't need to give them any of the, you know, you can tell me nothing like that. We don't need to put any guilt on their shoulders. It's simply, thank you for letting them know. I'm glad they told me what happened and just ask them to tell you what happened. And then again, document that and report it. Now, if you have a child who has given you just little snippets of something to see how you're going to react and you, you kind of lose it, you have a huge reaction, you kind of blow up and your child kind of withdraws or anyway, it's an ugly situation, right? What do you do? How do you repair that? Well, the first thing you're going to have to do is be okay with the fact that you messed up or maybe you just had that reaction and it wasn't a mess up. It was an honest I didn't know what to do. I panicked. I exploded. Here's where I'm at. It's okay. And I think that is so important for parents to know that your kids know you're not perfect. So don't pretend like they don't know. I promise you, they know better than you do what your faults are, right? So it's fine to take a step back, take your breather and come back and say, I'm sorry, I didn't handle that the way I wanted to. Can I have a do-over? Thank you for telling me. Maybe at that point you say, tell me what happened. Maybe you already feel like you know. Maybe you kind of already have the information so you don't need to ask what happened again. But it's okay to call attention to the fact that you had a reaction and just explain it to them. I really was caught off guard. I kind of panicked and I had this reaction and I'm sorry if that upset you. I really appreciate you telling me Thank you for telling me you did the right thing. And I'm going to see what we need to do to get you some help or to help us through this. Something along those lines. Now, regardless of the reaction, whether it was kind of textbook and great or whether you kind of imploded, either way, you're human and they're both okay. But the main thing I want you to know and the main thing I want you to do is believe your child. I don't care if you have had struggles with your child in the past, if there's some delinquency issues with teenagers, or if they're misbehaving or whatever, what your struggles are with your child, I don't care. I want you to believe them. I want you to take their word for it. I want you to not minimize what happened. I want you to not try to make excuses for whoever did this. It's not about, well, Maybe they didn't know, or maybe you misunderstood or none of that. I know those are going to go through your head, but let them do that another time in this moment. It's just, thank you so much for telling me all the rest of that can come later for just you or for an adult conversation. Your kiddo needs to know that you believe them. They need to know that you're there to support them and that you're a safe person for them. If for any reason, there's something there that isn't on the up and up. Let someone else figure that out. Let that come from the authorities. Let that come from counseling. Let that be explored in a whole different way. You as the parent need to believe your kid and take the steps that you know you need to take to protect them. Even if this is the most difficult thing for you to believe, even if it's the most difficult thing for you to understand, You're going to have to work on that as a parent for you, but you need to be there to support your child. And that's going to be difficult because like I said in the beginning, the people who do this to kids are people who have access to them. They're people that you know and that you trust. 
Otherwise, your child wouldn't be with them anyway. So that adds a little bit of a layer of difficulty for you. But at this point, it's not all about you. It's about your child. It's not about what you're going through, how hard this is, how hard it is to believe that there's no possible way. Any of those things that are coming to mind, don't put that on your kid's shoulders. I highly, highly, highly recommend that if you've gone through anything like this or you're going through something or something like this comes up, that you reach out to a counselor so that you have someone you can talk to about all of this rather than just keeping it in. And a lot of times as parents, we're really good about getting the help that our kids need for them. Like we're good at getting them in counseling. We're good at making sure they go to doctors. We're good at all that. But where we kind of miss the boat is with ourselves and we need to be taking care of ourselves as well so that we can best support our child. So that's really important and something really I really want you to consider is getting yourself the help that you need during that time too, because it will be tough. It will be a struggle and you need to be able to have someone who's not emotionally connected to the situation. Who's not, you know, maybe connected to, or knows the person who did this either, like someone completely removed, like a counselor, they're neutral. They're just there to help you. And they can help you take care of what you're feeling so that you can better, better help your child. All right. I know that this topic is heavy and I really feel like even though it's heavy, it's not a topic we should shy away from when we don't talk about these things and we keep them in the dark, we keep them hush hush. And then nobody is talking about the stuff that really matters. We're not prepared. We're not able to help a friend who has something like this come up. So let's not let this conversation end here. Even though this episode is over, please share it with other people. Have a conversation with friends about it. Share it on social media. Share it with anyone you feel needs to hear this because child abuse is real. It happens. It happens in small towns and big cities and everything in between. This is stuff that happens in your neighborhood. It's stuff that happens in your HOA community. It's stuff that happens. It doesn't matter how wealthy a neighborhood is or how poor a neighborhood is. This happens across the board. And it's really time that we take away the hush hush about it and really start having that conversation. All right, my friend, thank you so much for hanging in to the end of this episode. And thank you for being a loyal listener. I really, truly appreciate you and all that you do to help support this podcast. You're amazing. And I hope you have a fabulous week.